0: PulpMX Network Production.
1: A series of the most exciting action imaginable. five for Ryan two Welcome to the Leah Re-Racables on PulpMX.com. and we revisit the instant classics from yesteryear spotlighting those historic moto moments that simply never grow old
0: welcome everybody to another edition of the leot re-raceables podcast thanks for listening really fun to do these Thanks to the folks at Liat as well. Different people ride for different reasons, yet there's a common denominator that binds everyone. who puts their body on the line for the sheer enjoyment of it. This is what Liat offers as a brand. They make protective wear helmets, goggles, riding gear, knee braces, uh, boots, neck braces as well. The neck braces totally evolved from their first generation. Please check it out, liat.com. Of course, the uh, Moto Concepts Bullfrog Spas guys running in Liat. So really appreciate those guys uh, coming on board. If you want a discount from the folks at Liat, just use the contact form on pulpamex.com to send us an email, and uh, we'll make it happen from those guys, leah.com. And uh, also, uh, I want to thank the folks at Guts Racing, Scott Goggles, Pro Taper, Max's Tires, all on board with us. Scott Sports, providing the best in goggle technology to all motorsports disciplines for over 50 years. Global leader in innovation, technology, and design. Scott has been proud to support racing from grassroots all the way to the top step of motocross and supercross and off road. Pro Circuit, using Scott Goggles. Jason Anderson taking the 450 Motocross win at Hangtown, wearing Scott. Caleb Russell, Chad Weenan, and more. They choose the quality product and support from Scott. Scott is excited to relive iconic moments in the sport with the Re Raceables podcast, many of which have included Scott goggles. Scott, the only goggle made in the USA, will tell you more about Pro Taper, Maxis, and Guts as we get going. But 2013 Las Vegas Supercross. 250 East-West titles decided this one. There's a showdown. Of course, the 450 Supercross title as well was was finished at this race. And to talk about it anymore, more, it's Jason Wygant. What's up, Weach?
1: Yeah. Um, this is the Wilbur race. This is the Wilbur race, um, the it's... Wilbur clutch race. And, That's it. Um, That's all it is. Th- yes. Well, I mean, there is a 450 event we can briefly talk about. Um, but Ryan Villapoto had wrapped up the title the previous week. Yep. Uh, it was still a pretty good 450 race, but yeah. Yeah, this is about two fifties, and as Wilbur will mention when we have him on the show, both two fifty classes were actually pretty close.
0: Yeah, they were. It was it was a real uh, a big race. Let's uh, let's talk about a few years that the AMA and Feld did the East West main event and then a shootout mm. afterwards. Didn't really work. <laughs> didn't. And by the way, OEMs and teams not fans of this format.
1: I didn't hear that. You did hear that? Oh yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, for sure.
1: Well, it was a couple things that are crazy. Yeah, so just to review here, um, the heat races for each East and West become their mains, and their points-paying final race of the year mains, which means they're a little short. But here's, I think, the thing that everyone was most freaked out about. Steve, you remember how they prep Vegas. The first heat, especially, and even to a lesser degree the second, is just a mud bath.
0: Yes. The heat
1: just soaked. So if you are – whichever East or West runs the first heat of the night – your title is on the line essentially in a mud race and a short one. So if you go down in the first turn, bye-bye. So that probably stressed him out, I would guess.
0: It, it really did. And, and also um, uh, the shootout. That Now they've, they've, they count the shootout for points. And this is where we should have been the whole time, in my opinion.
1: It, yes. It, it was a, yes. It was
0: an obvious answer. They were so scared to, to you know make anything go wrong for the teams and riders. The showdown, shootout was the only race for so long at Vegas – didn't count for anything, just pride. They had a truck on the line for a few years, et cetera, et cetera. But so when they went to this format, now no one cared about the shootout. Like, no one, literally, the effort was so low. One year, uh, uh, you know, we had guys just not even lining up. Um, and this – so in the, in the end, they tried to make everybody happy, and they made no one happy with this format. <laughs> you know, like, that's how it ended up.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you'd always have back in the regular shootout days, right? Okay, there were no points in line in the final round, but it was the only time of the year that East and West raced each other. So that was enough incentive. And then sometimes they'd throw in a truck. But just seeing the best of the East race the best of the West, that was enough for the riders yep. to try. Yep. Um, this situation when the best rider was probably going through an emotional roller coaster an hour before trying to win his title in what is his heat race, dude. I remember Ryan Sipes. I think won. I think Ryan Sipes won the shootout the first year they did it this way. And let me tell you, I'm not even sure Ryan Sipes remembers. I guarantee you no one else remembers that he won that. Yeah. It, when these two heat race slash main events were done and the titles were decided, nobody paid any attention to the shootout an hour later.
0: No. And, and I'm sure the teams were telling the guys, hey, man, this doesn't count for anything. We're going to get ready for the yeah. Nationals. Please just be careful. You know, just <laughs> yeah, 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 like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was such yeah. a ridiculous format and like you said with the with the heat races uh with the track being so wet and yeah it just didn't work for anybody so i'm glad they ditched this this format you know
1: you know what i think maybe the one thing the, the one reason they only did a half step like they didn't just go all in like they do now or it's just like yep you're all on the track at the same time and two titles will be decided it mm-hmm. is what it is yep they must have just thought the two titles being decided in the same race at the same time was just too confusing um because it definitely was, you know, in other years, it turned out epic. I mean, we all know how that we did a re-raceables on it in 2017 with Osborne and everything. We all know how epic that can be. But my gosh, is it confusing if both titles are on the line? I think in 2016, technically, both guys had to clinch. It was Mookie and whoever the heck else was a champ in 2016. It does get confusing to be following a guy trying to win the race and two guys trying to get points. But it's a whole lot better than this.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, this is the Will Hawn year. Coming into uh, uh, 2013, Supercross East, Dean Wilson, Marvin Mooskin. People
1: were handing Dean the title. I think we all were. Like, it's Dean's year, it's Dean's title. (laughs) Finally, Dean's going to get this thing done.
0: We said that for a lot of years, didn't we?
1: Well, yeah. (laughs) That was part of the problem. Yeah. Okay, he didn't get it in uh, 11 or 12, but oh, it's going to happen this time for sure.
0: So I thought that Marvin's first—this was—I know Marvin's first attempt at Supercross, he got injured, right, and, and couldn't finish. I thought this—I thought that was 2012, and this was Marvin's first full year in Supercross, but going back and doing the notes, it was not. Uh, he got third in the West series the year before. That was his, truly his first Supercross season. Mm-hmm. And then—so then coming into this one, I don't remember much Marvin Muskan hype, and we probably should have thought more of Marvin. I remember thinking it was Dean. Yeah
1: well i think the the biggest problem was i don't think marv had won a race at this point uh, a supercross race and uh will Hahn had not either Mm -hmm. so i think we were all of this mind of ah you got to learn you know step at a time and dean had already won a outdoor title dean had already won tons of races you know the year before he and tomac went at it hardcore for the west title and if you're battling tomac obviously you're a bad dude yeah so it was like dean's just at a whole another level compared to these other guys who hadn't even won races before but uh
0: and Dean well, wins it wouldn't the, work out for Dean. And Dean wins the opener. Oh, yeah. Yep. Wins the opener. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. oh, Will strikes back with the next two. Uh, oh, Dean goes 1-2-2 two, two, two for the first yep. one. And uh, then it goes south for, for Dean from there again.
1: Yeah, I remember he clipped the tough block, Um, I guess, with the fourth round. And uh, that was it. And it was like, huh, that's funny. You know, Dean did get hurt at the end of 12 battling Tomac. I mean, literally battling him. They, like, he tried to take Tomac out. and Tomac hit him back. And Dean got hurt. And then Dean couldn't race outdoors and defend his title in yep, 12. Yep. Then he ends up clipping a tough block and getting hurt here. And you're like, oh, man, a couple bumps in the road for Dean. But Yeah. Oh, yeah, but don't
0: worry. <laughs> it, he'll
1: figure it out. Uh, but every year is just, I mean, even through 2022, something like this just happens. It just This year he yeah. ran into a finish line, stanchion and, and took a foot peg. You know where. So yeah. it, this ended up being a prototypical dean season unfortunately
0: dean was the highest winning rider without a 250 supercross title in history for a long time until austin forkner's got the title now
1: oh he, the, the title the non-title yeah, title
0: the non-title title Faulkner oh, has won great. the most races in 125 250 supercross without winning the title that was dean's crown for a long time but mm. yeah never what
1: about adam adam's got to be in there
0: yeah, probably. But prob- Forkner has surpassed him. Yeah, Forkner has surpassed him. Forkner's the all-time oh. guy now. So, oh, um, terrible. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, a real, like, as like I said, Dean was a favorite coming in. Wilbur gets a couple of wins. Great job. And then Marvin rips off the next uh, three in a row and um, looks pretty good. for, for you got a little momentum going. Have to say, though, and and we have to address this in this, in this lead at reraceables. No, oh, okay. Everyone wanted Will to win outside of Roger DeCoster. <laughs> Let's be honest. Marv's a great dude. At this time, nobody knew Marv that well, right? He wasn't as... Yeah. Uh, we, he was still the French guy coming in. Just like Do- John Dowd and David Villeman. Everyone, won, everyone wanted John Dowd to win. I was around back then. Everyone wants Will Hahn to win, for sure.
1: Yeah, and Will had already been through all these injuries. People like Will. He's a fun fun, fun and funny guy. He had been through injuries the last couple of years, so was, you were pumped to see him finally you know, getting his shot. And uh, I think Marv seemed newer, right? It was like, ah, Marv, he's got plenty of years. He'll get his, and he would actually. Uh, but at the time it felt like finally this is Will's chance and Marv will have many more chances. So yeah, I don't think anyone was like right. desperate for Marv to win this title.
0: Will Will's one of the most popular people in the pits he really is uh and we uh, yes. you, you've always had this theory about Will he's got
1: he's, he, he's got too many friends, too many I've friends. had to back Yeah, yeah and these days uh Will and I were pretty tight in his racing days and I backed it way down we don't we don't really hang out or anything anymore but uh he's got too many friends he's got about By my count, about forty seven people that he's best friends with in the industry. And he doesn't need me, man. There's no room. Yeah. I mean, how when you said he's best friends with Travis Preston, I'm like, wait, what? (laughs) They're not even contemporaries or anything. How did that even happen?
0: No, man. It's just that's the way it works with Wilbur. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Then yeah, then you hear last year like Oh, he's going to TLD because he's Justin Barsha's best friend. And Barsha <laughs> wants him over there, and I'm like,
0: "What?" <laughs> yeah. No, exactly right. <laughs> so I remember yeah. everyone pulling for Will and the Geico Honda to get this thing done, and uh, and going into Vegas. It couldn't have been like any more uh, uh, tight, and, and there was lots of drama when it comes to Vegas and Will, which we'll get into in a second. Uh, but before we get into the Will Hunt thing, can I also shout out, shout out, Indianapolis second place, Kyle Peters. Oh, yeah. KP. Second place. Yeah. About the only guy to get on the podium other than Wharton, Dino, Marvin, and Will.
1: Uh, He's on a Honda. What even team is that? I don't know. I, I literally don't know. You tell what me. What team is that?
0: Was that just Peter's I, Auto Mall? That might be Peter's Automall. I don't know. It's his
1: full privateer.
0: When was he off of Star?
1: was uh, only on Star one year, and I know. that would have been well before this, I think.
0: Wow. That was, remember, they've made a big mistake.
1: I know, I know. You said that's come back to they. They never had success, really. After that, no, it's come it's back.
0: Of, it's come back to bite them.
1: Did, did they have the curse of the Peters? Did they have it? The
0: curse of the KP? It, it, it's it's like the Bambino one. Same thing. But they,
1: I don't remember. Never had okay, success.
0: Do you remember KP getting second in Indianapolis on a Honda?
1: No, no, heck, no, no. Okay, I don't even know what bike he was on. <laughs> I, I have Wait. no idea. Does KP remember?
0: Yeah, I doubt it. I doubt it. Okay. Um,
1: oh, you don't you, you, you doubt it. I mean, was he like, wait, I'm not in seventh? I'm shocked.
0: <laughs> exactly, right? Because all
1: KP does is get you seventh place finishes. Not yeah. good, not bad. Yeah. Just right in there. Yeah,
0: and we, we still have a uh, a Kyle Peters and a uh, Vince Freeze still. And and Mitchell Oldenburg, a, a rookie year Mitchell Oldenburg, still racing 250 Supercross, everybody, eight years later. Yep.
1: Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Well, another thing to mention here is that, um, you know, this, this year end up being, we've had many of these, but this year got ravaged by injuries. Like Dean went out and then guys started going out uh, alarmingly. So yeah, as I'm doing a desperate Google search image search here for 2012 Kyle Peters, by the way, Uh, 2013,
0: 2013 Kyle Peters. Yeah. Oh, sorry.
1: 2013. Oh, my bad. Yeah. yeah. Let me get this right. Uh, So that helped, you know, I guess there was going to be a podium or so, open. you mentioned Wharton, Marv, Will, Dean was out. I mean, there weren't many country uh, guys left. Can and, I say that?
0: And the one gentleman who won Vegas got on the podium too. Uh,
1: yeah. Where did that even come from? Was he doing all the races?
0: No, he did arena cross and then went to Mitch's team, Tyler Bowers.
1: Uh, it is the AG Motorsports Honda, Kyle Peters.
0: Oh, there we go. All right.
1: AG Motorsports. It's a white Honda. Right on. Good job.
0: Good job, KP. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was it was a it was a lot for uh, for these guys to deal with with the injuries and and there was a lot of talk about this one like like Bogle's title you know yep. uh, uh, yeah he got it because of injuries there was that there was going on that, that was going on
1: <sighs> yeah yeah it was because in the West you had Roxin against Tomac so that just looks like an all time scrap fest between two all time talented guys it was kind of hard to classify it though because I feel like you could see it both ways. For sure, the field was very thin. Like, there weren't many factory guys. But in the end, Will did have to beat Marvin Muskan, who we know is no slouch. So it's, there's two ways to look at it. It was a very weak field in general, but Muskan was still there. And as long as there's one more good mm-hmm. guy, it's not a complete
0: joke. And, and Muskan yeah. went on to be, you know, not an right. all-timer, but a great rider with a great career. You know what I mean? So yes. Yeah. So if
1: anybody said all you had to do is beat Marvin Moosecan to be like, wait, that doesn't compute. Like yeah. Marvin's yeah. good. Yeah, yeah.
0: Uh, so good. we'll talk more about the the final round in Vegas here with Will Hahn coming up here on the Lee at re I want to thank the folks at uh, Max's Tires, the MXST guys uh, running MXSTs. Kay Clayson. Alex Ray, among others, putting in the main events, developed by a guy who's been on the Lee at Reracables, Jeremy McGrath. We've had him in as well. Great mountain bike tires, great light truck tires, trailer tires as well. Thank you to Maxis, Guts, Scott, ProTaper on the Lee at Reracables podcast. ProTaper.com, Star Racing. Uh, speaking of, uh, of Wilbur, Star Racing Yamaha using ProTaper. Rockstar Energy Escovarna using ProTaper. Actually, we could say this with almost will for any team. Speaking of Star, speaking of Geico, speaking of Troy Lee. um pro taper products sprockets chains bars grips they had that first uh crossbarless bar way back in 1991 that they patented and uh, and now it's an industry standard so thank you to the folks at pro taper ProTaper.com, go to motorsport.com go to your local dealer check out the stuff from uh from pro taper man it's it's great quality um so uh we so the west side tomac's a defending champion ken roxon's in it Cole Seeley, Jason Anderson, and they're still racing the day outside of Cole Seely. They're still battling today. Roxon, Tomac, Anderson, yeah, great battles.
1: Well, yeah, that's what we're saying. That's why the yep. East just got completely crapped on as far as once Dean went out, like this is easy, there's no depth. I mean, yeah, you put Anderson, Sealy, Tomac and Roxon in the mix, and it definitely looks like the weaker coast. There's no doubt about it. And uh, I really thought Tomac was going to own that one. started winning early, handling the dudes, no problem. And then uh, he had a big crash, crashed out of a race, and then Roxxon won, and um, then it led to a nail biter of a finish um, for those two, Roxxon and Tomac, uh, both having both having some of the all time worst nights. Yeah, that title champion uh, contenders have ever had. Was that at the? Was that the week before? Yeah, Salt Lake, Salt Lake
0: City. Roxxon doesn't make the main event. Uh, yes, points leader. Yeah, points leader doesn't make the main. <laughs> right, um, crashes in. First turn in the LCQ, I think, I believe, I can't remember exactly. I think so, yeah. I think one of them yeah. was a first turn crash, either the heat or the LCQ, and then uh, never could never get it going again. Uh, and Tomac and Oakland ate crap. Yep, he finished out of it. Um, funny, yeah. Tomac was a defending champion, ripped off three straight wins, and so it looked like that was going to be you know the the better guy. But Roxxon ripped off t- three straight seconds, so um, yeah, it was it was an up and down season for both those guys. And remember, the year before. Was the year that Tomac didn't qualify at Salt Lake City. Right? Wasn't it the year before?
1: No, no. So this Salt Lake City race I'm talking about here, it all happened together. So Roxon doesn't make the main. And then you're like, oh, Tomac's going to win the main, have a huge points league going to Vegas, no problem. And then he just rode... Unbelievably, atrociously. That's bad. right.
0: Okay, I'm sorry. You're right. the, the this, yes. this was the suspension gate. The suspension.
1: Supposedly, yes. Supposedly,
0: right. Yes. Could not get through the. uh, I must be mixing the whoops. Up, my my DNF. I must have mixed yes. that up with Tomek, But yes. So and Osborne was in this race as well, and also was terrible at Salt Lake City. Both guys.
1: I, yeah. So supposedly they built some sort of. I can't remember. It was the short wheelbase bike. So it sucked in the whoops or vice versa. They they changed something drastically. I think Osborne told us about this. Yep. It was like they built a short wheelbase bike that was super good in corners, and I guess it sucked in the whoops or the other way around. It was good in whoops and sucked in the turns. I think it was the whoops was the problem. It was the
0: whoops were the problems, yes. They could yeah. not get through them. And so, yeah, Tomac kind of just melted down a little bit. Yeah.
1: Well, yeah, so then Tomac starts getting this rep as a choker. Like I remember, you know, Davey Coombs in the press box with us and being like, somebody got Damon Bradshaw's number here?
0: <laughs> um,
1: and I kind of fought that one. Big time because they were putting out this, it was the bike, it was the bike, it was the bike. And then the next week in Vegas, Tomac wins everything. So clearly, I'm like, he can ride under pressure. Yep. But I have to say, I have to say, Eli didn't really shed that can't do it under pressure rep uh, either for a long, long time or maybe ever. I guess after he wins the 2020 Supercross title, that's finally done.
0: Kind of goes away. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Yep.
1: But do, you, you do have to agree that it haunted him. Yes. He sucks in pressure situations for yeah, a long yeah. time.
0: Yeah, New Jersey, right? New Jersey comes into it into play. The, yeah. the other weirdo Eli races we've talked about. Yeah. Absolutely. No, yep. for sure. Um it's been there. There's no doubt.
1: So I believe the title was on the line. It wasn't as close as Wilbur and Marv, but it was still mathematically uh Tomac versus Roxon uh going into this, but Roxon had it. He it, just needed to not yeah, screw it up.
0: It was five points going in and Eli Eli made up three. So it was five yeah. points going in and and, and, and Wilbur was um uh was four points, I believe. Three points uh gained two. No, it was five points too. It's five points also. Oh, it was actually the same? Yeah, they were the same. Yep. They were the same. Five points wow, going that's crazy. into into the Vegas for both for both title chases.
1: Well, it's funny. So both one seemed more secure than the other, so it must totally have been all of history is now tainted by the fact that – and well, the main point of this is that Wilbur crashes yes. and gets hurt in practice. So I guess that's why it felt way closer than the other one did.
0: Yeah, than the other one did, right? Because, yeah, the question was, can Wilbur – is how bad is the damage and can he make it through this night?
1: Yes. Uh, yes, exactly.
0: Uh, 450 title, like you said, uh, Ryan Villapoto had clinched it the week before. Uh, but I got to say, when I look back on the points – Really thought Dunge finished second because Davey, as strong as Davey started, and there was that epic Anaheim one we did, re-raceables with Millsaps and battling Canard, and Davey was great in that show. Davey had hurt his knee later that season and kind of struggled and hung on. His results dipped a little bit. And I thought that Ryan Dungey got second in uh, in the points, but Davey gets it by one point. And in Vegas, it goes RV, Dunge, Millsaps, and Dunge gets within one point of Davey. But Davey does get second in the series. I did not. I thought Davey got third.
1: You want to ask Davey?
0: Oh, no. I'm sure. You think he knows? No, I think he knows. Yeah. <laughs> because I remember the knee bugging Davey a little bit there as, yeah. he, as he heard it and his results kind of going south a little bit. But props to Millsaps. He hangs on for second in the series on the Rockstar Suzuki Privateer bike.
1: There must have been money on the line because, yes, his results dipped. But the last two rounds here, um, the previous week in Salt Lake, he rode awesome. I think to try to keep the title alive, like if he had beaten Villapoto, it would at least have gone down in the final round. Mm -hmm. And then he rode pretty good here. So I feel like he must've been in some serious pain and he just ramped it up for the final two rounds. The second place in the points must have meant a lot. Uh, And maybe just to say you be Ryan Dungey, but I would assume there was some money.
0: Yeah. I would assume that too. This was also the year Barsha's rookie year comes out with a win at round two. Oh, the sky's the limit. The sky's the limit.
1: He's going to be another this is another 1993.
0: This is another McRaven 93.
1: 93. He's got a young yep. up and coming guy yep. and once he gets that first win early in the yep. year it's on.
0: Yep, it's all playing uh, okay. out. We and we we saw the exact opposite of that happen although he did win some more races. So, uh yep. yeah, he crashed out of Anaheim 2, he uh crashed out of Oakland and um but fourth overall with two wins. It's a good season for Justin Barsha.
1: Do you remember this? Do you remember uh, going into the Honda rig like halfway through the year? Barsha was continually getting like, like not bad at all. He was getting like, say, fifth yeah. behind like, yeah, behind like Dunge and RV and Stu, Stu or whoever.
0: Stu, Chad, right. yeah. yeah, yeah.
1: Right. He's getting like, he's only getting beat as a rookie by like all timers. And we're in the truck and he's being trained by six time mm-hmm. Stanton at this time. Yep. And they are just furious. Yep. They are just furious. Oh, yeah, yep. Yeah, and it's like Stan's like you suck, and Barsha's like no, you think I suck? I think I suck more than you think I suck. No, you suck. No, you suck. No, you suck. <laughs> they could not have been more negative about how how sucky they were.
0: This was—I specifically remember being upstairs in the Honda truck in the bunk area. <laughs> yes,
1: yes. Do oh, you remember
0: this conversation? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and then that, and we're like, what is wrong with you guys? Yeah, the
1: only guys that are beating you are like Dunge, Villapoto, Stu, and Reed, and they're like, we're here to win. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, it's like this is your rookie year, bro. Like, yeah, I totally remember that. Yep. Yeah.
1: They were so pissed. We're like, oh, so you're just supposed to just beat Ryan Villopoto straight up in your rookie year. And they're like, we're here to win. Yeah. They were so pissed.
0: And it's <laughs> like, hey, six time, you didn't win shit for three years until you got on a Honda. <laughs> like, maybe back, back it down a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
1: Oh, yeah. I'm so glad to remember that. Yeah, we're in the bunk. And were yeah. Not. I think as we came in, just for an update, like, hey, man, so how's it going? Horrible. We're like, what? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, they <What>? were not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, yeah. I, I do remember that. This was uh, this was the year that Wyndham pulled the plug too. rides rides the first Jeez. two, retires after Jeez. the practice. Yeah, yeah. It was also that wow. year. Uh, Tomac did some 450 races. Uh, Roxon did some as well. Uh, never see that anymore though. Just never see no. that happen anymore. And I don't understand it. I just don't get it. Um, but yeah, that's where we're at. But back at that's know, right.
1: That's right. So you had if anyone say yeah, oh, you can't risk your you know your guys. I mean, Roxton and Tomac were as heralded as it gets, and they were willing to risk them
0: yeah, and, in and, the big bike class. And, and this wasn't that long ago, and we did it. And, and no. look, the ultimate thing is a 250 Supercross title. As much as it, it's cool, it ultimately doesn't mean that much in your career. It doesn't mean yes. you're going to be an all-timer. It doesn't mean yes. anything in your career. Uh, uh, we've seen this over and over and over and over. So, yeah, like don't think of it as some massive title. Like it doesn't mean that much it's awesome it's a great accomplishment but as far as your future in the sport get into the 450 class and get some uh get some experience you know so yep um yep. so i'm confused on so uh my youtube tv the other day i was watching the uh hangtown national on youtube tv uh okay. the great mav tv coverage amazing mav
1: um hey wait i never thought about this if you're saying you're you know Your cable provider doesn't provide MAV or DISH or DirecTV, which I I think the Satellite DISH ones do, but a lot of cable companies don't. If you have your cable through YouTube TV, it's available?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. that's a heck of a solution. So then it just just, uh, kept rolling, just kept playing different YouTube things because I just left it on. And you know what came on? You know what came on? Mm. High Point 2013. Stew.
1: 2013 or 14? Was it 14? When he wins? Yes. Yeah, I believe it was 14. Oh. 14. Yes. Okay. Oh, you must have been in your glory.
0: Oh, it was amazing. So, what I'm wondering about is 10th overall, a James Stewart from Haynes City, Florida. He missed the last three races. Okay, so he probably, if he missed, races the last three races, he probably beats that Justin Brayton guy in eighth. No, um, no, I doubt it. By the way, Brayton's worst race of the year, Daytona in this year, in this season. But, um, what Stu, wi- Stew wins Atlanta podium, St. Louis podium, Indianapolis. Other than that, it's a bunch of fourths and fifths and sixes that I do not remember why.
1: Um, well, the, I, I think I got this one. Okay. Um, <laughs> he switched to Suzuki in 12 for the outdoors,
0: Yeah,
1: you know, won the first four motos. Yep. Then crashed either because of, or not because of the photographer in typical Stu fashion. We'll never know for sure. Um, so certainly going into 2013 Supercross, it's like, oh my God, Stu's on a Suzuki. Yeah. We saw what he can do outdoors. Yeah. He's going to win. Yep. Um, and then I remember he announced that he tore his ACL, I think at Anaheim one. Oh, so I think he was riding with a torn ACL all year. And, um, then I think that's why he missed these last few, I think, I think that's why he missed these
0: last Uh, few, uh, races, like it crashed again, crashed out of Houston, crashed out of Minneapolis, then didn't show up for the last three. So.
2: Yeah, maybe that's. What uh, I, it don't was. I don't know. I, I
0: don't know. I just, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember the random season from Stu. This random, but yeah, okay. All right.
1: No, that's what made it odd because yeah, twenty fourteen, which we don't want to get too deep into it because it's not what we're talking about. But right, yes, right, yeah. in twenty fourteen, he got he was much better, like like yeah, really right. good. Yep. in twenty fourteen.
0: Yep. Okay. All right. Yeah. yeah, maybe it was an ACL then. I guess that that would make sense. But All right. right. Thank you to the folks at Leit. Uh, send an email using a contact form on palpomex We'll pass it on to Leit. We'll give you a discount. Um, thanks to those guys Guts Racing as well Great seat covers, great seat foam, a lightweight Phantom stuff. A lot of teams in the pits are using Guts. You can custom design your own cover with your own colors and your own ribs for traction as well. And, uh, yeah, they make – I've also used Guts, guys, for my vintage stuff. So they have foams and covers that will fit vintage bikes and uh, really good company, Guts Racing. Pulp 22 is a code to say with Guts, and thanks to those guys for coming on board this podcast, of course. Um, All right, 2013, Vegas, Will Hahn title fight in typical will Hahn fashion as we said he's got all these best friends he even makes a best friend out of marvin muscan on the starting line um let's uh <laughs> let's dive into our conversation with will shall we Weej. all right as promised on the uh, Lee at re-raceables let's get the man that we were actually talking about and talking about winning this championship way back in las vegas 2013 the 250 east supercross champion back then riding for a geico honda team it's everybody's favorite uh, guy in the pits. Will Hahn, what's up, Wilbur?
2: What's happening, guys?
0: Thanks for doing this. Appreciate it. Uh, congratulations on the title that we've been talking about earlier in this pod. <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's honestly, it's kind of crazy to even reflect back on, but even to, if you get a call for something like this, it's honestly kind of cool because that means at some point in time there was a race that should be remembered, you know? So I think that's yeah. the first part. is it's, uh, it's kind of flattering in a way.
0: When I was revisiting it and watching some highlights and looking at the results and everything from the year, a few things struck me, and I forgot about this back then. But they did the East-West shootout right after the awards, right? And I, I, you know, there's a few years where they did that. They ran both main events for both coasts, and then the shootout. But of course, you didn't get to do the shootout because of broken hand, and that sucks. <laughs> that, that, that sucks. It's a massive bummer.
2: <laughs> no, it was, and that's that was kind of like one of those things because I think that's. It can go either way, right? That 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 race is so random when it's a shootout. It's either you have everything to gain or nothing to lose type of thing, or and then also everything to lose, right? So you almost like, almost like a lot of surprise winners, but I really felt like that year, like I really wanted to prove a point that I, mostly because uh, the East was fairly weak that year by the end, and I, I caught a decent amount of flack about that for me winning. So it was like I wanted to go out and go race Eli and Kenny.
0: Yep. And as we – uh, Okay, go ahead. Go ahead.
2: No, and not that like I was like I was confident I could beat him. I just wanted to see where we were at. Like I rode with Eli a lot in the off season, and I knew how fast he was, but I knew it was doable to like you know stay within to- within touch.
0: Yep, yep. So we talked about your broken hand. Uh, take us through exactly doing that.
2: Um, it's it's I mean ego. <laughs> why it, why it happened? It's the shitty thing, right? Like so. The, the like three rounds previous to that, Marvin or four rounds I think, actually, he just got on a streak that mm-hmm. man, I just I couldn't beat him. Um and I started getting bad starts, I started overthinking, I started writing conservative because you know, you're not thinking about the title, but that's a complete fucking lie. You know, it's like you can't help it. Like I wanted it more than anything in my whole life. So to tell you guys on the weekend, like, yeah, I'm not even thinking about it. Like you're you're so full of crap. Right, you know? But right. um so I got a lot of flack from the team that I was riding very conservative in practice. Um and to be honest I, I was. You know, it wasn't very hard to get top three, top four in timing, um, at that point. So it was one of those things where they were right. So I was like, you know what, I'm gonna set the tone. I'm gonna qualify P one, I'm gonna let the team know that I came here to get the job done. Um and that was I timed it to where Marvin was good about getting the time, like right at the end of practice, you know. So I timed it to where the checkered flag was gonna come out when I hit the line. And um, I sent it into those whoops the last lap, and man, I just made a tiny mistake, and I went flipping.
0: <laughs> okay. So, but so the team was on you for riding conservative, but but uh, spoiler alert, you were.
2: Yeah, yeah. and, and I, I was telling them <laughs> I'm not. Right? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. yeah. they yelling at me. And I'm like, I'm not. I'm trying as hard as I can. It's not that I wasn't trying as far as I can, but yeah, was it a part of my brain that wasn't quite as risky as before, for sure. And, and this was like, my. There's no way around no, that.
0: This was Mike Rocco telling you this
2: yeah him and and honestly uh christian uh kibby were on me like yeah. they were pretty hard on me at the time of like you know you just it, don't be conservative you just ride the same way that got you here so because they were i mean let's face it everyone's probably worried i was going to get hurt at some point i, I wasn't <laughs> i know exactly their best track record to that to that point of my career so i was like well yeah they're probably right i need to just ride normal but it was <laughs> always easier said than done right
0: yep
1: It's interesting, this was, uh, we used to have a theory that you could not win uh, the same season, you win your first race, you could not win the title. And I remember, this was actually, your season blew that out. It felt like, dude, it feels like a 12-round series. Because I feel like Dean Wilson came in, he was hot, then you got on a roll, then Dean gets hurt, then Marv gets on a roll. Like, so much happened in this season. And you went from, like, uh, he had never won a race before, guy, to, like, this is your title, don't blow it, guy. And this all happened in probably, what, eight races?
2: Honestly, you know, and at, and at that point, I, I hadn't ridden more than two supercrosses in a row in, in almost three years. So it's like, really, you know, really, yeah. There's a there's a lot of there's a lot of expectations on a guy that honestly I hadn't had much track time. Yeah. Um. You know, 2010, uh, I did the whole series. I got five podiums. 2011, I think I rode uh, Anaheim one, crashed in the second turn or something, and got tenth. Um. In 2012, I think I rode maybe three and i got a podium at vegas the year before so i yeah, four races in three years and then all of a sudden now i'm like wow it's i mean i've got to make this happen like i felt like it was almost like stepping back in but also i mean we had a goal that year i'm not gonna lie the goal was to win and i planned on i, I wanted to be the champion but it's easier said than done when like i said you're kind of facing um you know just behind behind the guys that you're racing whether you like it or not when you're at that much seat time
0: yeah, it. Uh, looking at looking at that and thinking about it, that makes it even more remarkable, right? So, That's nuts. yeah. So Vegas, you break your hand in the whoops. How bad is it? What did the asterisk guy say? Um, and what what are you thinking? You know, going into the night show, like how bad was it? And did, or was it just a small like you know crack in one of the metatars metatarsals or whatever the hell they call them? And then uh, and you'd be fine, or was it like, hey, I may not be able to race. <sighs>
2: I think at, at no point in my brain was I like that I, I never accepted that I couldn't race. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, but <laughs> dude, it was pretty bad um, when it first happened. I was I was honestly more worried about keeping my shit together because I felt like I had hit my head pretty good. Um, I mean, obviously I didn't go out or anything, but I was just nervous that they were going to be like, "You can't race," you know. So I was like, "Shit!" Like I need to just get like, get it together. Let's go. Go back to the truck. I'm fine um but i knew my shoulder and my and my hand hurt pretty bad mm-hmm. um and that shoulder i had dislocated previously and i was a bit nervous about that more than honestly i think that took <clears throat> originally when i was getting up i didn't really notice my hand that bad okay um i was more where my, my brain was going and my shoulder i might be screwed and i don't want them to look at me because i do feel like i just hit my head decent <laughs> um but it's also the problem like the, the gnarliest thing about that is in vegas was you know, in practice, dude, it's like ninety-eight degrees, and like, dude, we ha- we came from Minneapolis the week before that, and it was like minus thirty. So, like, for me, like, I was not ready for the heat. So mm-hmm. when I crashed, and you know what happens? Like when you come to a stop and then the heat hits you like that. So I didn't know if I'd hit my head. Um, I'm passing out. I said, just the heat. Like, and then I got to the truck, and I honestly struggled pretty bad from that, just from the heat that day. Um, <laughs> and then you look at it too, and I'm like, then I'm like, did I hit my head? Did I not? So yeah, yeah. there was tons going through the brain. Um, go back to the truck and yeah, we, we went to the to the asterisk. Um, they kinda of made me come straight there and they evaluate me and look at my eyes and everything like that, and like I didn't hit my head, um or not that bad. Yeah. And he x rayed my hand and he said, Do you wanna know? And I said, no. Because there's really no point, right? Like I have to go try and ride. Um, so whether it's broken or not, it doesn't really change anything at this at this point. So I'm just gonna go back to the truck, act like everything's normal. Um Dr. G, I think, had put every machine he had on it because it's like you're just hoping for a Hail Mary and hopefully something works here and ice it. Um, he actually – we put my glove on. Uh, I don't know if I ever actually took it off. I don't think I ever took my glove off because I was scared I couldn't get it back on. The whole time? Yeah, no. we never. Yeah, it's right. I never, I never changed my glove from that practice to the main. And then G taped my fingers together so I could grip um, outside the glove. That's why it's all taped outside the glove because I, did, I didn't want to take my glove off.
0: Oh, wow. Jeez.
2: So, yeah, he literally yeah. taped the whole outside of my glove and, like, covered alias and everything like that. But I, like, I'm like i not taking my glove off, period.
0: That's it. You're, and, my, you're, yeah, Michael, Jackson, you're Michael Jackson all day.
2: Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> it is what it is. I'm just leaving it on because I don't think I, – I was positive I couldn't get it back on, and I didn't want to go up a size in gloves because that would make it even more weird. So I was like, no, we'll just leave it. And um, I got to the truck, and I'm like, I, I can't – the only thing I kept thinking in my brain was, like, like, I just, I can't let everyone down right now. Like, I feel like I've let so many people down the last couple of years and I'm like, I'm going to prove them right once again, that I just can't get it done. You know, and I, I, like, I have to go at least try, like, if I don't get it done from this and at least I'm out there trying, I, I can live with it. But I was like, I can't just not ride after that. Um, and it was, it was pretty gnarly, honestly.
0: The, uh, yeah, that is, that, that's, that's a really, yeah, that is gnarly. You know what people are you feeling it by the
1: way? Or like one thing you're not mentioning here is the actual pain. Is it so much emotion and drama and adrenaline and everything? Is that actually a thing? Like, are you even feeling how bad it hurts right now?
2: No, no, not At the truck, you just, you just, honestly, you're just, you're just pissed. Cause I'm like, I'm just so mad at myself for like ego. Like I was second, I think in time qualifying And I think at the point, something like that, like I was fine. It didn't matter, right? Like I was second or third gate pick. Like, oh well. And I just, I let all those words get to me like, you're just, you're laying up. You're not, you're not taking a chance. And I, and I took a bunch of chances, which it's no one's fault. It's just one of those things where I honestly did feel like I was like, well, I, I've led it this far. I'm not going to let it go. And it just, yeah, bit me.
0: So how many points were you up going in? Do you remember?
2: I think five.
0: Uh,. Yeah, you were five. Yep. Sorry, I just did the math myself. So you're five points in, and people need to That's remember. Not a lot. No, it's not a lot, and people need to remember too. No heat race to try this out. Just we're we're going to the night no. show, and the 250 East main event is the first thing you're racing. Yeah.
2: Yeah, and I, I think it was 10 laps too, which I mean, and this was before time there and like that. But we were doing 15 laps normally and 10 laps at that track, or maybe it was 12. It was something shorter because we had to do the East West shootout still too. Yeah, yeah, yep. Yeah. Um. And it would end up being, I think, close to like about the same as the East Coast main event, which would be 13, 14 minutes if you're lucky. But it still, was, to me, it wasn't like it was any shorter either.
0: Right, right. So uh, take us through this starting line interaction with Marv that you've told us about in the past.
2: <laughs> so it was, it was so strange, dude, because that whole weekend, still to this day, like I felt weird because like – for when I'd never been part of a press conference, which was like so exciting for me, um, like I couldn't wait. I was just so excited to to be one of the guys that's getting asked a question because I just I've watched <laughs> those my whole life, and I'm like I can't wait to be in this moment. Like it's so cool with professionals like
0: with professionals like myself and Weege, professionals.
2: Yeah, no, but seriously though, like I, mean, I was like yeah. I've yeah. never been I've never been in that you know where I'm like I'm getting a question asked to me about my weekend like and this the finale. Like I've been there so many times, even like with my brother before I was even pro. And you're like, I oh, mean, I hope, you know, and it was just, it felt surreal. Um, but then I guess looking back and like, we're going through all that stuff and, and you know, everyone's trying to like almost make a enemies out of Marvin. And I, and I'm like the whole year we were pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Like I didn't really have yeah. a problem with him. He never hit me. He didn't go near him. It was just, you know, we were just trying to beat each other. Um, and then yeah, I read that whole weekend I felt like there was like this rivalry made that wasn't really there. And and then he came up to me on the gate or I went up to him or something. And I just said, Hey, like like good luck, dude. Like the best guy's gonna win or whatever and we both were like, Yeah, you know, like, oh well, type of thing. Like, let's just go give it give it one more go. And yeah. like that was actually really cool. Like I don't think it's
0: No, that's not usual. Like that that is time, not usual. It's not normal. No. No. No.
2: And I thought it was just a respect because, I mean, how easy would it have been for him just to clean me in that race? And he had the opportunity. Um, And I I don't know if I – mean, if I would have landed on my hand again, I probably wouldn't have been able to do much. So, yeah, at the end of the day, it's like one of those things, right? I think it was – the respect was pretty cool.
0: Gavin Faith led early. Tyler Bowers back from Arena Cross and on Mitch's team, grabs the lead and takes off. And Marv gets second. And Bowers, uh, those three points that Bowers put on Marv uh you know got you the title because Marv would have won a tie break over more races won. Tyler Bowers. Yeah. Tyler Bowers helping Will Hahn out.
2: Phenomenal. I told him after the race like how however many and whatever beer
0: you need tonight, it's on <laughs> <laughs> um, and think of and and for Bowers that's his first and only uh you know professional yeah. win like a supercross and motocross. So like a memorable night for him too. and, and you know but It is funny that he had it in his hands to do whatever, right? Like he decided the title one way or another. So,
2: So, uh, totally and honestly, when he passed me early on, like I and I felt like decent the first probably four laps. I was like, I I think I'll just get him back. Like he hasn't been like he'd been strong, but not like not for the whole main. Right. He'd actually been fading a little bit, and so I was like, well, this one's hot. This is the longest track. I'll be fine. And he he just he just left me yeah like it was like it was easy and i'm like wow okay it's out of nowhere and (laughs) then looking back you're like thankful
0: yeah yeah kind of like kind of like what uh thrasher did you know with the with the craig thing although craig didn't come that close for craig but you know thrasher gets craig and we're all like what are you doing but then he gets hunter lawrence and takes off you know yeah
2: yeah Yeah, totally
1: hey did marv uh no i mean he knew you crashed we all saw you crash do you think he knew the extent uh, of your situation?
2: Uh, I don't know. I doubt it because I, I, I think I pretty much got back from that practice, and then I, I, like, I hit. I didn't want to talk to anybody. I didn't want to answer any questions. I never came out of my bunk with the lights off and like all these machines and ice packs on. And it's just like I, I, don't, I don't want to talk to anybody. You yeah. know?
0: Do you remember it affecting your race at all, your hand? Do you remember it being yeah. hard? to hold on
2: yeah it was it was that section before the triple right from the finish line and the finish line was a pretty hard landing Mm -hmm. um if i remember i think it was over under like bridge i don't think we went under it but um it was just very steep and um my i remember bottoming each lap there and which normally really isn't that big of a deal um but yeah with my hand it was like basically like it felt like i was getting hit with a hammer in the palm every time and i'm like fuck you know and then that next section it was a big table to table or table to flat single before the triple mm-hmm. and when i would and then obviously the other one for instance, coming back in the stadium at 90 and then flat landing right, um, right. Yeah. wasn't ideal um but yeah i remember it was honestly like right after halfway it was that was it my hand came off in the loops again like right before the finish line and that was a section that i actually crashed in and um my hand had come off and then i got it back on before the finish line and i was like okay you got to be careful
0: like I went until oh. I couldn't hang on anymore, oh. and
2: I'm like, you, you're gonna actually get hurt, hurt, you
0: know? Yeah, yeah.
2: So uh, basically, when Mar started putting the pressure on me, I tried as hard as I could for that lap, and then he made the pass, and it was like, there's, there's nothing I can do. And I, I just hoped honestly, my brain was going, I hope no one else is close. And, and were they? Uh, no, not from what I remember. I remember looking back, I think yep. on the triple the next lap and being like, mm, okay, I think I, I think maybe I can manage
0: and you were watching Marv on Bowers who he Marv did creep up on Bowers a bit but from my memory Dude, it was so and, close yeah from my memory i thought Bowers had it pretty good no
2: yeah he did but it was weird the white flag he had i would say a fairly significant gap and mm-hmm. then he didn't jump the whole last rhythm section
0: oh he okay went double <laughs> double okay
2: double double and then marv actually got to his rear wheel in the final corner like i I mean if it would have been a half a second more marv could have planted him and would have won
0: yeah could have done Um, all
2: this are you seeing all that happening
0: wilbur oh oh Oh, yeah yeah i'm
2: sorry i'm sorry i'm reason i thought we were watching it together
1: Uh, yeah are you (laughs) seeing all that Uh, are you close enough or marking them like are you seeing marv catching him and like no no
2: no well, it was weird though because, like I said, two laps to go in white flag, like it was close, but not enough to, for me to be like panicking. I'm like, it's fine. I got to be right here. And honestly, I was hoping something dumb happened, like he cleans Tyler out. I was like, I'm just going to be close enough that he hits Tyler that I pass him. <laughs> so that's all I was thinking. I'm like, I just got to be close enough in the fight to hopefully pass one of them, whoever crashes, is what I was thinking. Because I'm like, it's going to be a drastic move. Yeah. And so. 'Cause I'm like, Tyler's not gonna let him win an easy and you know, it's his first one. That's all I was thinking too. I'm like, it's gonna be his first one, he's not gonna let him buy because I was I was like I know he doesn't want to affect the title, but I'm like he's not gonna just let no. someone win. No. You know. Um,
1: that was, yeah, that was the best case scenario for you.
2: The honestly, one other good guy was a dude who was trying to win his first race, so he doesn't care. Yeah, he's like, I don't care. It's, this is my win to win, you know. So um but yeah, the going into the last rhythm, I was just entering it as they were exiting the last rhythm, and I could see how close he was, and I was like, No. I, I I honestly thought it was over at that point. And um I looked up I think going through the final turn and I think Tyler had already dropped his bike in the turn and I'm like, no way.
0: Oh yeah, so you knew before you kinda of hit the finish, right before you hit the finish.
2: Yeah, I knew yeah. right up going at the finish that it, it was over yeah. and I got it. And I was I was like Whatever you do now, don't crash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh Will Hahn on the Leit re raceables. Thank you to the folks at Maxxis tires, pro taper uh guts racing and scott goggles all on board with us as well for this show uh thank you to those guys um what'd you do after the race well where'd you go did you watch the shootout um,
2: yeah I, I i think i stayed out there the whole time or something Maybe i went back real quick and most likely i grabbed a beer if i'm being honest i think i grabbed one and then i think i went and watched the shootout okay <laughs> and um Actually, no, I had to go get a splint. That's what Bodner came over. He said, hey, I got to splint you because he goes, and he came to the podium after the race, and he said, it's broken pretty good. I need to put a splint on you ASAP. And so I was like, okay.
1: He knew how bad it was the whole time, but he respected you. Yeah. He didn't tell you. He knew how bad
2: it was the whole time. Yeah, and he came up to me on, like I said, just straight up to the podium and said, good job. It's broke pretty good. And so, Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah, get a, a splint, and I had I think I had a quarter's light in my hand, and I went and watched the shootout, and stayed with the team till afterwards. Because at that point, um, oh no, I think Eli was next, and I think that that title was extremely close too. And Eli was opposite; I think he was three back of Kenny. So for the team, I was hoping that Eli could pull it off as well. Um, and he was, I think, damn near damn near. That. I think he only lost by one or two points as well. It was pretty close on both both titles. Um, yeah he lost up, three like, by Maine two he lost,
0: he lost by two yeah
2: yeah i remember it being like a real similar predicament but flip-flopped um and so i remember hoping yeah eli's gonna pull this thing off and we're gonna really go big tonight um and so <laughs> yeah, i ended up yeah, then we, i ended up leaving after the race and then yeah we went to i think i had a suite at the hard rock and we we uh we for sure had a good time
0: <laughs> nice nice yeah that's awesome yeah
1: the uh the hand wasn't so bad like i didn't know that i didn't know if you were like the hand was so bad that, like, the minute you crossed the finish line, you were just done. Like, you were able to actually be a normal human. It wasn't that bad.
2: No, it wasn't to the fact of, I mean, did it hurt? Yeah, but it wasn't, I don't know, it wasn't that bad. No. It wasn't like a, if you break both bones in your wrist or something. I mean, yeah, it would have been terrible and I probably wouldn't have done a whole lot. But, no, I could, I could get around decent.
1: How many, uh, I know people have different um, approaches when they come down to a final race like this. Sometimes they want like all these people that have been around to be there to do it. And then sometimes they're like, no, that just makes it different. It has to feel like a normal race. So did you have extra people, mom, dad, whatever, your brother, you know, that kind of thing? Or did you try to like, no, I got to go low profile here. I cannot build this up the days leading up to it
2: um no it was actually really cool no my my parents came out and then my brother i think flew in that saturday morning um so no it was actually like pretty pretty normal my mom and dad had had been splitting uh the races they had come to quite a few that year so like my mom would go then my dad would go and they flip flopped quite a bit um other than that no nothing nothing different at all it's just strange because i never really thought about that but that is true like i've seen a lot of that now even being on this side of of the sport and, and, you know, seeing what guys will do when it's getting closer to that crunch time and who they have around them. And that's, that is totally funny. You said that, but I never thought about that. No, nothing, nothing changed.
1: It goes both ways, right? Sometimes they're bringing in everybody they know. And then sometimes it's like, no, it's only been me, mechanic, a trainer all year. We're not bringing in five other dudes for the final race. Yeah.
2: Yeah, that is, that is strange.
0: Um, going into the season, uh, Dino, obviously you knew Dino would be tough. Uh did you think Marv would be that good? Did did we know Marv would be where he was? I mean Marv ended up winning uh four races, so uh to your two. Did did we, did you think Marv would be a factor?
2: Um I didn't know, you know. It was funny because my brother the whole time kept warning me about him. Right. And I, my brain's kinda of going Dean. And then uh, you know, then I thought I wasn't worried about Marv either. Um but it was just yeah, it was didn't wasn't like I was looking at Dean, if that makes sense. Um, and then my VMA brother the whole time was like, you better be ready for Marv, you better be ready for Marv. And then at the end, he's like, you know, told you so. Um, <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: But, yeah, no, I didn't. And, and I thought Dean would be yeah, extremely hard to beat.
0: And then we got a Blake Wharton win in there. I forgot about that until I went back and looked. Blake uh, Wharton dude. on the Rockstar Suzuki.
2: That race will haunt me for the rest of my life.
0: <laughs> it's
2: like if, if I have only like one regret in my career, it's, I mean, it's that one. I I'm completely choked on that one.
0: What happened? Just, just got, he got, um, he got you late or something? I don't
2: remember. But No, I, I came from behind. Marv ended up actually hitting a tough block and going down and that handed me, you know, two or three points. Yeah. So I was like, I didn't have to go for it. But it was Houston, and I had a lot of family there, like we were just talking about. And I was like, yeah, I'm going to get this done tonight. I'm not going to lay up. Um, And I I caught Blake really quickly. I had a good line before the finish line. I kept jumping too wide and clipping a tough block. I had to roll the finish line twice. Mm. So I did it twice in a row. I did it, lost a bunch of time, caught back up to him again, did it again, and then it was white flag. And I was like, dude. <laughs> if I'd have just been a little bit more patient, it'd have been easy. But it just, yeah. yeah, just completely
0: blew it. Uh, Blake Wharton, of course, running number thirteen. Of course, because who who else would run thirteen but Blake Wharton?
2: <laughs> yeah, he don't care.
0: No, he doesn't no. care. No. Uh, so, did you end up buying Bowers beer? Do you know? Did you did you end up getting him beer? I-
2: I remember, but I I think I like was all excited to put my wallet out. And I think it was like the monster party, and they were like, "Yeah, it's 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 free, dude.
0: like relax. <laughs> Calm down, right? Okay. Yeah, like, yeah.
2: Put your wallet away, dude. And I was like, "Man, I still hand him a beer, but I don't think I actually purchased a beer now. Yeah, that's my kind of buying. I like
0: it. Yeah, we just on board with that for sure. I'm on board with yeah. this
2: program.
0: <laughs> uh, did did the hand keep you out of some nationals? I don't even remember.
2: Yeah. So Sunday, I drove home, probably damn near DUI till I would say the state line and then um Monday I flew to team and got my hand fixed uh, and then uh, I think I ended up getting a, a screw and like five pins and then I think I came back I think it was five weeks to the day or something I think I came back at Bud's Creek so I missed the first I think it was four or five rounds
0: okay all right did you do hey, right? if I remember didn't okay. you
2: come back and like whole shot the shit out of the series for like two yeah. months yeah, it was it was the most insane hole shot in my career. Like, I mean, I have always been a pretty damn good starter in the two fifty, and like, I I'd, I'd get quite a few hole shots a year. But dude, it was it was like it was easy. It was getting so easy that people were accusing me of running like hole shot engines only <laughs> because I ended up blowing up two motors at Southwick or something.
0: Hole shot engines. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, it was the craziest thing I'd ever heard. Like, I, right. these guys were commenting on my Instagram, and they're like, yeah, we knew you, we knew you just had a whole shot engine just to get the whole shot. And I'm like, I mean, you know, I guess since we know exactly when it's going to blow up, and I don't actually endo or anything.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Um, and then so this was a little bit of a contract snafu for you. The next year you would ride 450s for the Geico team, which didn't really do 450s much um, because they had you under contract for another year but correct me if I'm wrong at any point here. They really they they presented you with a contract. They could have pulled it, but you know, being the classy guys that Ziggy and My Shack and everybody are, they did honor it and put you on a 450. What was the story behind that? There's something there I remember.
2: So it it stems from the original re-sign. So I signed me in 10 after a really good season or my breakout year essentially. Probably actually one of my best seasons to date even with this championship. It is for, I think almost a little bit better as a whole. Um, and I signed didn't do anything like I said, eleven and 12. That's why this year was so crazy. that I actually got it done because I really didn't ride a whole lot those two years. Um, and so they re signed me midway through 12. Okay. And I thought he was honestly calling me to tell me to let me go right and they you know, they go through this and he's like, Hey, we're gonna offer you a contract. It's very low money. We won't ever cut your pay. But you know you have to earn your money it's very heavily bonus incentives, you know, mm-hmm. and I'm like, cool i I'll sign right now I don't even know I don't even know what the <laughs> salary is right because right. I'm like, I've ridden three races for you, yeah. at this point, yeah, so um, signed it, moved on, we didn't really look at it, it was a, a two year agreement, whatever, everything's all good, twelve for we thirteen never, and fourteen, yeah, yeah, so we never we never thought that well, I think we thought, but hopefully, you know, you didn't think you're gonna come back and win a title the next year, so it is a two year agreement well. Being, like you said, the awesome guys and the awesome team that they were, they just, after Vegas, um, Jeff said, you're pointed out. And I said, what? like We honestly never even thought about it. Yeah. Um, About me pointing out, like me winning that night. We were just so focused on getting a title that none of us even brought it up. Right. (laughs) And um, after that night, he's like, hey, they just told me you're pointed out like you're done for next year. I go. What's what's that do for me now? Like, do I need to go talk to teams? Because that's uh, my first question. Was like, do I need to go start looking around? Because right now my 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 stock should be pretty decent, so I probably should get after it. Yep. And um, they said, no, we'll we'll honor it. And they actually, honestly, they ended up even paying me a little bit more, which was which I thought was um, pretty cool.
0: Yeah. So they ended up saying, hey, even though we don't have a two fifty spot for you because you pointed out, we'll we'll make a four fifty spot and we'll we'll end up paying you a bit more.
2: Yeah, and yep. you know, I had to I had to keep a couple sponsors that were 2T um, sponsors. Like I, I stayed an alias for them, um, uh, you know, for for no money. Basically, yep. I, I I kept the gear. I, they let me have my helmet, uh, goggles, and boots, and that's what I did. Um, and so that was that was cool because I know Eli. Um, it was cool being a rookie 450 teammate with Eli as well. Um, so that was that was really special, honestly.
0: Yeah, classy team, the Geico Honda guys. That is cool.
2: That is cool.
1: Um, when you look back at this now, like, this is how sports works, right? Like, this hand, if you can't race or if Bowers can't hold off Marv, like, everything changes, right? And it's really not fair that sports are judged that way. I mean, the NBA finals are taking place this week. It's going to be the same thing. Like, two or three shots here and there. I think, Steve, you follow some other sport with goals or something. But it's so dumb how things get defined by five minutes here and there. But, man, you must look back at this now and be like – because you don't know at the time, maybe you're going to win a bunch more races or more titles or whatever, but now this was your one. You must look back at this night. as like, man, that was huge.
2: (laughs) Oh, no, without question, because I I feel like it was, I always kind of felt like it was maybe possible within reach, but it was uh, yet so far from grasp. that It didn't seem real anyway. And so I think when it happened too, yeah, I've thought about that multiple times. Like what if I didn't get done that night? You know, I would have got paid pretty good the next year and I'd I'd made a lot of bonuses and stuff like that, but then you don't know what's promised. Like who knows that um, you know, the bike next year didn't suit me or I get hurt in the off season and you know, I, you don't know. It's just you never know what's next. So it's like it's for to see you guys even lay up now when you're when you might have a chance at it, it's just you gotta go for it.
0: Yeah, pretty cool to to have that plate. Where is the plate? Where where is the number one plate?
2: it's uh sitting on the foot peg um i'm actually in my office right now and it's on the bike from that
0: oh okay so you have the bike they gave you a bike oh you have it oh awesome
2: yeah no they they were they were so good to me like so a lot of people don't know so you can and especially since the team's folded now i can i can say these kind of things because it's it's stupid but our sport's so secretive with money or anything like that but the best thing about this is they saved literally every part from that night. And I think I was one of the first guys to get a complete motorcycle. You know, like most of the engines are empty. And that's just reality because it's just, it's expensive. Or like, why would you keep all the parts in the bike? You know? Yeah. And, or sometimes, the, you know, the wheel is not the same or this not the same. Well, this is completely the bike from the night. And um, I ended up that year giving the team uh, 5% of my bonuses and then my mechanic, the other five. So that way everyone, when I was doing good, I wanted everyone to feel the benefit of it, you know? Um, and so I think that really brought them together as a team, but like, like stuff like this, like, you know, anybody would go to the track for me because they were, yep. when I was doing good, you know, they were, they were getting a part of the money too. Um, it wasn't like, Oh, I don't, you know, I don't need to help him or whatever or not. Not that wow. it's going to happen often, but it's, it does, you know? And so, and then I ended up like, yeah, uh, get the whole bite.
0: Well, I went to the track with Chad Reed that whole season and he won the Supercross title. I went there a whole bunch because Red Dog was hurt, and I was the only guy on the team he didn't give a bonus to.
2: I should That's not- ice cold.
0: I should have not went to the track all those times.
2: That's ice cold.
0: <laughs> That's fine. I'm kidding. I'm not kidding about the story, but I'm kidding about not going to the track. Uh, wow. It's uh, still ice cold. It is. It is. It's fine. Um, all right, man. Well, yeah, cool. Awesome. Thank you for the time, Wilbur. Anything else, uh, Weege, for Wilbur?
1: Yeah, I just, I, I just can't imagine what the, the emotions are like, uh, the the highs and lows. I mean, obviously, winning any title in the final round is nuts, but that you almost thought it was slipping away, you didn't even let them tell you how bad it was in a tournament. It was pretty bad. I just can't imagine the the highs and lows you must replay it in your mind quite a bit.
2: No, I, I yeah, honestly, I mean, I'm not gonna lie, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of watching it a few times too because it still doesn't seem real <laughs> in a lot of ways because I think it was so. It was so gnarly. I mean, I must have aged 10 years that night, you know, because you're like, <laughs> I'm good, I'm not good, I'm good, I'm not good. And then, honestly, the the season kind of sucked, too, because I had lost a good amount of points in four races, and then we got two-week break before Vegas. And I'm like – and now the other part of that, too, is I think um, what most people don't know. So right before this, we went outdoor testing, and I wanted to get focused on outdoors. And I was kind of bored of Supercross, to be honest, because by, by this point, when you're an East Coast guy, you've been riding Supercross since October. And now we're getting damn close. You know, it's almost May. It's the end of April. And I'm like, dude, like I need to ride somewhere different. You know, like I'm pretty bored. I'm getting just all over it, honestly, just getting burnt out. And so we go ride outdoors. I'm like, let's get a jump on the bike and outdoors. Because if I win this title, I want to go be a threat outdoors too. Like at least podiums um, was my plan. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were up at comp edge and my motor ended up blowing. Or no, maybe a stator went out or something like that. One of the two. And I almost endowed on, like, one of the biggest jumps on the track and um, just barely saved it, hit the fence, and just barely went down. And they were like, no, nope, it's over. You're going home.
0: Oh, really? It was like, I, I was like, <laughs> it was like
2: basically everyone already wrapping me in, in bubble you know, bubble sheet just because already yeah. of my track record. So it's like everyone's already nervous. So that makes – how do you think that makes me feel? You know, where I'm like, um, now I'm on eggshells. So, yeah, just kind of another.
0: You know, Will, I always thought that uh... – Maybe Justin Hill getting that 250 Supercross title was the most unlikely title ever. Maybe I'm going to switch my mind to yours. I don't know. The way that you you talk about those races, you couldn't put two together in the last, in the previous two years, and then you almost died outdoor testing the week before Vegas. Maybe maybe yours is the most unlikely title ever over Justin Hill. I don't know.
2: <laughs> no, dude, it was honestly, I, I was honestly thinking at one point, it's like Murphy's Law. I'm like, yeah. is it just not meant to be? Like, I'm just not supposed to do it. Like, I guess not.
0: Right, right. Damn. Uh, well, you got it. You got it done, man. And you got the plate and the bike and all the money and uh, and the le- and you're in the record books. That's you know you're in the record books forever. That's that's really cool. Always neat to see uh, that. So um, yeah, thanks for the time on the Leit Re-Raceables. Always appreciate it, Wilbur. Uh, thanks for the time, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, man.
2: Awesome. Thanks, guys. Have a good one. See ya. See ya.
0: Good stuff from Will Hahn on the Leit Re-Raceables. Always fun to get Wilbur's side of the story and uh, left his glove on. I love that fact also. <laughs> He's never took it off.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Un- unbelievable. Yeah. I love it. Uh, the, like you said, Michael Jackson style. Yeah. Um, I remember when we did our, our post-race uh, podcast review of this one. Okay. And Will said that he and Marv, you know, said good luck to each other before the race. Yep. Um, and instead of Marv, like, grabbing his hand and, like, trying to shake it and break it more. <laughs> Um, they were just friendly, and you were like, Bob Hannah just threw up.
0: Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for sure, right? Like, absolutely, but that's... Good I luck, mean,
1: buddy, I hope you beat me. That <laughs> is not old school.
0: I mean, both these guys were such, I mean, both, they're so nice guys, right? Marv, outside of the one leopard seal attack that, that Marv has done. <laughs> yes. There's yes. literally no other uh, uh, times on the track where Marv was, you know, a dick. We That, that one will go down in history. We'll never understand that
1: one. <laughs> the leopard seal.
0: Cute, know. cuddly, friendly leopard seal.
1: Mm-hmm, but he, he will attack. I mean, look, that that Marv takeout of Tomac is an all-time either, uh, you know, that's that's a Bush League way to try to win races or, hey, that's what Bob Hanna would do. He would park people uh, to win races and take money out of their pocket. I don't know. I yeah. mean, it's one of the all-time, uh, I mean, yes, and it will never be forgotten. And I really do think Marv's been haunted but that and the pulling over for Dunge in 2017, yeah. New Jersey, Yep, uh, he has never fully recovered, I don't think, with the fans from those.
0: I think you're right, you know. Yeah, the pullover yep. one was not good. That would And that started, I mean, that, that pullover thing, uh, you want to talk oh. about Kawasaki and KTM starting this rivalry that sort of continued with Roger and Cowie and nation's implications and all of that mm-hmm. right there, right there. Uh, Anderson taking out Chad in Vegas as well. Uh, you know, basically helping an Austrian team. Yep. Oh. All of that. Okay. All of that. Started right right then. Um Wow. Shout out to Blake Wharton, too, by the way, again for winning Houston. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that is awesome. <laughs> that's, that's
0: great. I love it. Uh all right, uh Leah Reraceables, time for some categories. We got uh Leah Reraceables categories. Who really won the race? Well, again, I hate doing this, but Will Hahn really won the race with his third place.
1: No, you're good. He didn't win the race, but he won the race. That's what we want.
0: True. True. Yeah, I guess you're right. Sorry, I got it backwards. Right. Yeah, so, you're good. so I'll go Will Hahn. What about you?
1: Uh, uh just to mix it up, I'll just say uh, Ryan Villapoto because he won the 450 class. How about that?
0: Okay, and he really did win the race. Yeah. So He did. Yeah. Uh, yeah sure. Um, uh, so I'll, I'll go uh, I'll go Will Hahn because that third place got him a lot of money, got him uh, mm-hmm. uh in the record books, you know, all of that stuff uh right there. So uh, all right. Uh who's that guy award? I got a couple uh oh you do yeah i got one i know it hasn't been that long ago but can you tell me anything about ross johnson
1: no i mean it, i wouldn't say it's a name i don't remember seeing in results i do remember the name but that's all i got for you
0: can you tell me anything about adam gully gully i feel like yeah, there were two gullies yeah there were, there two, were two gullies, gullies. There were gu- that's right there were two gullies
1: and oh always wore their gear on track walk remember yes you that's loved that. right
0: that's right the gully brothers you
1: loved it the gully brothers always wore their gear to track
0: shout out to the gully brothers wherever they are i hope they're still wearing their gear yeah you love that yeah they were the only guys who ever done that so ross johnson was a pacific northwest guy but that's all i got yeah i don't know you gonna go with ross
1: uh let me just make something up here hang on here i mean you you mentioned it in uh i mean no there's no one we haven't heard of there's no one we haven't heard of. Uh you mentioned Lance Vincent. That was a good poll with uh, Wilbur.
0: Yeah, yeah. Lance, Lance uh, kind of no, disappeared. Yes. What about uh qualifying thirty sixth in the four fifty class? It is a guy named Jeremy O'Driscoll. Love the O's, O apostrophe. O'Driscoll.
1: Again, only remember the name. I don't remember anything about him. So there you go.
0: All right. Um, um
1: I'm gonna look at the uh Mitch Alcorn taking 21st in the 450 LCQ. Don't okay. know.
0: Okay, all right, fair yep. enough. Yep, uh, yep. Hey, there
1: we go. That's my who's that guy, Mitch Alcorn. Congrats.
0: Lit Kid Award. Weege, I poured over some photos from this event, and uh, I, I got to go with Ken Roxon. He's wearing a old-school uh, Fox logo, orange, black, yellow, like almost like bomber-looking stuff back in the day, late 70s, uh, but on a KTM, and the orange, and I – unbelievable look boots to match unbelievable look ken Roxon. that's my lick kid award
1: yeah i don't want to agree with you but there is absolutely no way i can um that is the the yeah the original kind of that's like when it was moto X, fox in the 70s Likes like their color the orange color he happens to be in a ktm it works got a little bit of neon yellow they really like the high vis back in these days they somehow integrated that with the orange and I looked just to double check what Dunge's Fox kit was, and it didn't look nearly as good. It was blue, so rocks and wins for
0: sure. Okay, fair enough. Uh, yep. The anti lit kit award, the oh, no. anti lit kit award. I mean, good God, the uh, Troy Lee guys. Uh, there's a photo of Craig. They have that <laughs> that fighter pilot mouth with teeth on their jerseys, and it's yellow. Again, Troy just smoking the biggest bong. And- <laughs> And deciding to design some gear right afterwards. Like, uh, Troy Lee's had a lot of stuff that's looked good. They have had more misses than maybe anybody out there. And I I remember this stuff. And, like, what the hell are they thinking? Like, they got eyes and teeth and a mouth and a tongue. You know, it's a monster. It's a fighter pilot. Oh, my God.
1: Yeah, it was like that. If people were trying to describe... I think there's like World War Two where they had planes with like yeah. a mouth yeah. drawn on the front. Yeah, that was what they were making the the look uh, inspired by. Yeah, horrible. Um, yeah, you you brought that one up for years as well.
0: Yeah, uh, I did. Yep. I did. Uh, yep. Okay, so you're you're gonna go with Roxon too?
1: If you won't let me go with Roxon, I do feel like um, overall Millsap's look that year it was such a magical year. We covered that on the show with him. Um, it was One Industries. I, I do feel like that the Rockstar Yellow and the Suzuki. Some red and black. I thought it looked pretty good. So if you won't let me pick Roxanne, I will then go with Millsaps. Really good look that year. All but right. that Roxon gear is all freaking time.
0: Yeah, it really is. Uh, yeah. Lift Kid Award from Lee at Reracables. Where's JT? He's probably in the press box with us. This the end? Yeah, I think so.
1: This is the end, right? Yeah. This is the first year. Yeah. Yes, this is the first year not racing.
0: Yep, probably in the yep. press box with us. Yeah,
1: so he was in the press box with us. Yep.
0: Jacob Marsak Award for the guy who did the best that you never uh, remember or never heard of or anything else. I could go with Kyle Cunningham getting second in the shootout. But, again, like nobody really cares. Aaron Hansel, maybe. That's about it. Um, what do you got, Weege?
1: I'm going to go with uh, the cat. The cat.
0: What the cat do? He got fourth. He did?
1: The cat got fourth. In the uh, main event. Oh no! Wait, sorry. Yeah. I got the wrong tab open. The cat got fourth in that indie race when Peters got second.
0: Okay, so no. Oh
1: my gosh, it was I the cat got? Four- Either way, did you know the cat got fourth in a Supercross ever?
0: I think I did know that. Yeah. You really? Yeah, I think I did. Yeah. Uh,
1: yeah, the cat got fourth on that same night that uh that uh, Peters won.
0: Does uh, um, a Philip Nicoletti good- getting eleventh in 450 main event count?
1: That's. Yeah, I'd actually say for 11th, that might be one of his best in 450 Supercross.
0: <laughs> kind of, right?
1: Yep. I'm going to go with, uh, you brought it up on the show. Uh, Lance Vincent got seventh. Mm-hmm. Remember, he was very short, yep. pretty fast. I yep. think he got, the, stop me if you're shocked. I think he had some issues with Barsha uh, on I the I was to say,
0: he was the guy, right? <laughs> he was the guy who was up, yep, Barsha was upset at, yep.
1: <laughs> he had some issues with Barsha. He got seventh. He had a pretty good career going.
0: Um. Peter Larson is just PJ Larson, correct?
1: Yes. Is he listed as Peter? He's
0: listed as Peter, yeah.
1: Okay. All right. Hashtag never change. Right, okay. Yeah.
0: Um I'll go. I'll go in the East main event. Hold on here. Uh I'll go in the East event, main event. Topher Ingles, twelfth place. Topher Ingles. Who's that guy award? Slayton Racing. I wonder if he had the big skins on back then. (laughs)
1: Oh, Slater skins. Yeah. yeah, I don't. I don't think we saw much at the track.
0: No, I don't yeah. think
1: so. Oh no, no, there was a couple. They did was, try a few. There times. was a
0: few guys. Yeah, Brooks was managing it for a bit.
1: Yes, with Benny Bloss.
0: Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. That's right.
0: All right. Um, well, uh, remember
1: Cunningham was always good in Vegas. Always remember
0: good that? in Vegas. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. On a four fifty, he got fourth. I think.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, he actually beat Millsaps one time. When well, Millsaps' pants were falling down. We, we could never quite uh, fit. When Millsaps was on factory Honda. Yeah.
0: Never figure out Kyle Cunningham in Vegas and how that coincided. Texas, Vegas. I know. He cr- across all the bikes, all the teams, all the sizes. <laughs> yeah. Just doesn't matter.
1: Vegas assassin. Couldn't Although be I stopped. Remember, uh, I remember Jimmy Perry. who We had on, maybe it was, was it the last show we did? The Southwick Matt Gerke show? Um. We were calling Cunningham. The magic finally ran out at one point. Yeah. Because we were like, you got to watch for Cunningham. He's the Vegas assassin. And then one night he did just struggle. I just remember Jimmy saying, Vegas
0: assassin. (laughs) Where's he at? Doesn't sound like the Jimmy that I know. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It finally ran out.
0: Right. Uh, All right. There we go. Another edition of Leet Re-raceables. Uh thanks to Will Haun for jumping on great interview as always. Uh thank you people for listening. Vegas 2013. What a night for Wilbur. and uh yep. we he's told the story so many times to us in private and on different shows. We definitely wanted to do this one for him and uh and 250 Supercross champion Will Haunt everybody. Uh thanks to our sponsors, Leatt, Maxis, Guts, Pro Taper, Scott Goggles as well. Uh thanks Weege.
1: All right, we'll do another one. See ya. See
0: ya.